Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Good morning. My name is Nick, and I'm the associate minister here at Knox. And we are so glad to be celebrating the good news of the resurrection with you all today. As even the children were aware, it is the resurrection of Jesus Christ which gathers us today. But on this day 2,000 years ago, it was his death which had caused his friends to gather. They still grieved their master and hid themselves in fear that his story could become theirs as well. They wondered at the meaning of his teaching and how the Holy One of God could have suffered and died how he had. These things do not make sense apart from the resurrection. So at sunrise, two women, Mary and Mary, go to the tomb, and before they even reach it, they experience the earth shake and an angel rolling away the stone and sitting on it. The guards shake in fear, but the angel addresses the women, not the guards. Do not fear. And already there is some comedy in this story. There's a little joke here that is lost on us. But the the guards who were intended to stand watch over a corpse have become like dead men themselves. And we know the corpse that they've been steadfastly watching over is now more alive than they have ever been. He had been dead. The angel confirms that what Mary and Mary had experienced only three days prior was true. You are looking for Jesus who was crucified. Important information for us to receive as well. Even in the joy of life to remember that he really did die. It was no illusion. It was no trick. It was not a misdiagnosis of the situation. He had been dead and buried for three days. And now Jesus Christ, who was crucified, is not here, for he has been raised. Come, see the place where he lay. Women, women are invited to be the first witnesses of Jesus' resurrection. This may not phase us, who have a gender-balanced cabinet in government, and are accustomed to women having equal rights, and importantly, an increasingly equal voice in our society. But this was not the case in this culture or this time. If you wanted a credible witness, somebody who other people was going to believe, and if you certainly wanted them to believe something as outlandish as resurrection from the dead, well, you didn't ask a woman. But this angel did. The angel tells them to go look where he lay, tells them to go and bear this good news to the disciples. Mary and Mary are the very first people to proclaim the joyful news to the world. Against all odds, against all cultural expectations, and even in this very small thing, we can begin to see the meaning of the resurrection of Jesus for the whole world. That a new order of things is already being born. That the way women are valued is being restored. And all the forgotten and the oppressed of the world will also be raised up because of this man who was innocent and suffered and died and was first raised for them. This means it also changes the world for those disciples of his who are gathered in fear. Do not be afraid is the refrain of angelic visitor and Jesus himself. And fear has no place 
in light of the resurrection. Death could not hold Christ, and darkness could not overcome him. So then, if the Lord is our light and our salvation, whom shall we fear? And if the Lord is the stronghold of our lives, of whom shall we be afraid? As a church, over the last six weeks, we've been considering the way of the cross. Because Jesus says these hard words to his disciples. He says, if anyone wants to be my disciple, they must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. And that sounds like a frightening thing. The cross is no easy thing to bear. In fact, judging by the reactions of his closest friends when he was arrested, it seems that nobody can actually carry the cross. That even though these people were taught directly by Jesus, they were still unable or unwilling to see his mission through, to be his disciple to the very end. And that's true. They could not do this. We cannot do this before the resurrection. Resurrection is the thing which makes the way of the cross possible for us all. At the Last Supper, Jesus told his friends that where he was going, they could not go. And this was because he would be making the way for them. Until he died, death, it always and only meant death. Even for those very few stories in the scriptures of people who were raised from the dead, it was always just a temporary reprieve from the inevitable. They always died again. But when Christ dies, death dies. And life is given even to those in the grave. Jesus is the way to the Father. And Jesus is the way to life. In his living and dying and rising again, he makes a way for us where there was no way. He makes it possible for us to follow him in our faithful living. That others might see him in our work, in our families, in our lives. He makes it possible for us to follow him in our suffering and even in our dying because he makes it possible to follow him in finding life again. Without resurrection, the cross is missing its context. And what we otherwise call good news would in fact be dreadfully awful news. Resurrection is the context within which the cross of Jesus Christ makes any sense. That though he lays down his life, he should take it up again. That though death roar, he can shut its mouth. And when the grave swallows him, he is spit back out. By this resurrection, we receive the good news of the cross. That though trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword should threaten us, they cannot separate us from God's tremendous saving love. This was true for those fearful disciples all those years ago. They did not make it to the cross for fear that it would be their end. But Christ shows us that the cross, it does not end in death. Rather, it ends in new life. And their fear does not mean that they will be sent away from him. But in resurrection life, he embraces them again. He says to Mary and Mary, go tell my brothers. He doesn't say, tell my servants. He doesn't even say, tell my friends. He embraces them as closely as he may. Go tell my brothers. 
So it is for those of us who today feel as if we have disappointed God, who have turned aside from the life we know we ought to have lived, who live in fear of the cross, of the cost of following Jesus, or even in fear of God's judgment for whatever we may have done. Today, Christ says again of you and of me, go tell my sister, go tell my brother, that we might hear this news once more this day, that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, and that the cross, the grave, the sin of our hearts, the darkness of this world, does not have the final word in our story, just like it didn't have the final word in his. By this resurrection, we are invited to enter into the gospel message, knowing that the power of hell has been overcome, and the grave has lost its sting, that we have no reason to fear because Jesus Christ has gone before us and lives and reigns forever and ever. More than having gone before us, because he lives today, Christ is with us even now. In whatever joy or sorrow we know, no matter the depths of our pain or grief, Christ walks beside us on the way of the cross, reassuring us again and again, do not be afraid. See, I am the first and the last, the living one. I was dead, but now, behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and of Hades. At first, the disciples feared that Christ's fate might become their own. This is what they were afraid of. But because of the resurrection, we need not fear that. Rather, we should hope it. This is the change that has happened. From fearing that our fate might be as Christ, in resurrection we now hope our fate would be as his. This should be our greatest hope, that we might be united to Christ that we might know life that extends beyond all suffering, even beyond death, and that pours out into all the world. Yes, the resurrection life of Christ is offered to us this very day. Not only for us that we might know it when we have died ourselves, but rather each moment as we die to ourselves, that we might follow the example of Christ and choose to live for the sake of others. And in dying this death, we might live his life until that day when his life is fully and completely the life of all creation. To each of us this day, Christ once more says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of the cross or the grave. Do not be afraid of the God who rolls away stones or raises up the dead. Do not be afraid of the light which casts out even your sin. Do not be afraid that the risen Lord might turn from you if you turn to him. Do not fear. It is for you that he died, and for you that he rose, and for you that he is coming soon. There is no fear in his love, but perfect love casts out all fear. On Friday, we remembered that by his death, Christ has destroyed the gates of death. But this is not enough for us to follow him and go where he goes. So take heart, because in his resurrection, Christ has opened the gates to paradise. And by his perfect love, he has called you and me to be with him there this day and every day until we see that kingdom face to face. Jesus Christ is risen today. And because he rose, so will you and so will I to the glory of God.
Do not be afraid. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you pray with me? Jesus Christ, you are the first and the last, the living one. You died, but we see today that you live and reign forever and ever. Help us to follow you in this way of the cross. Help us not to fear what a life like yours might mean for us, but rather to see it as great joy, to hope that a life of following you will mean the kind of life that you live, will mean abundance and joy, even in sorrow and pain. For those of us who are afraid that you will not receive us how we are, that you will not forgive our many sins, We pray that you would speak to our hearts once more this day. Do not be afraid. And that you would help us to tell your brothers and sisters still that you have been raised, that there is no need to fear, that life is coming even up from the grave, that life is coming for each of us. We pray this in your name and for your kingdom's sake. Amen.